Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany, and I am thankful that you are joining. This is day seven. We are praying for our husbands. We are reading Psalm 119 for the month of August and getting our own cups filled and being able to cultivate our marriages by anchoring our own heart. And it's a beautiful thing to pray for anyone, let alone the person who you are sealed and dealed with until heaven. So we are lifting up our husbands and praying for their hearts, praying for their own relationship with the Lord. And y'all, a lot of times my mouth gets me into a lot of trouble. My facial expressions are, it's just really hard for me not to wear my emotions, even if I do close my mouth. So this is a Holy Spirit under work process all of the time. Really, we've been married for 16 years. We have dated though I want to get credit okay we I have been dating my husband for 25 but we've been married for 16 and this is something that is a slow growing process and I will say that the best way that I have grown in my marriage just me personally not not saying something else my husband needs to do me personally Brittany for me to own is my own life getting anchored in my own life walking this out as a disciple first. So disciple first, then wife. And what it does is then it helps me tie back all things back to my relationship with the Lord. I can't, I can't create these compartments. Well, this is how I am when I'm with church folk. This is how I am when I'm at work. This is how I am with my kids. This is how I am. No, it's this one consistent person. So, but we're going to do that through prayer, with prayer. And that's just been a great thing for, again, our own hearts, our own vertical relationship with the Lord to be renewed and restored. So this is day seven, reading all month of August, Psalm 119. There's 176 verses, very long, longest um, chapter in any of the Bible. So um, I'm going to start off in verse 33. And I'm going to read down to verse 40. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a heavy week, uh, a heavy week, and I am behind. So I'm actually going to make today's snippet be a little longer. So Psalm 119, verse 33 through 40. I hope you have your Bibles. You know, I know that Bible app, I use Bible app all the time. So let me just start there. But it is really good to have a good Bible. I use the um, the CSB but then I also have an ESV version and I used to use an NIV. I'll sometimes refer to King James. I mean, so whatever translation, but it's really good to have a physical Bible. I really want to encourage you to do that. Uh, in addition to if you use a Bible online. So it's just really good to turn pages and to just be able to sit in God's word with an actual book and not our phones. So I know for me, my phone may turn into, as I'm reading something in with the Bible app and then a text message comes through or some other notification and it hard, it it gets harder to just get away. Like how Jesus would get away and go to the, to the mountain away with the Lord. It gets really hard to get away if you have your phone because you're not really away. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. So I'm going to go ahead and start reading. So teach me Lord, the meaning of your statutes and I will always keep them Help me understand your instruction and I will obey it and follow it with all my heart. Help me stay on the path of your commands for I take pleasure in it. 
Turn my heart to your decrees and not to dishonest profit. Turn my eyes from looking at what is worthless. Give me life in your ways. Confirm what you said to your servant, for it produces reverence for you. Turn away the disgrace I dread. Indeed, your judgments are good. How long, how I long for your precepts. Give me life through your righteousness. And again, that was Psalm 119 verses 33 through 40. Specifically in um, verse 38, it says, confirm what you said to your servant for it produces reverence for you. I really wanted to just pray, pray this specifically over our husbands. And the, a word that stood out for me was servant, your servant. Do you live? It's a question that begets an answer in your closet, your, your quiet secret life of the Lord. What does your servanthood look like with the Lord? Where no eyes are watching, no one can see your your hands raised, no one can see you actually physically serving, no one can hear you quote a scripture, no one, you know, knows that you're on, you know, on these different committees. No one knows, but just the Lord. What does servants being a servant look like? And this took on a different um meaning for me maybe a year ago I don't remember but Brian Loritz came to our church and as a visiting pastor and he I don't it was really good when he broke down the um the origination of that word and when you think about being an under rower he talked about being an under rower so, you know, you're a servant at the lowest level of the Lord. So that's what real and true discipleship looks like. They're not asking for their needs. Um, they're, they're not seeking themselves at all. It's all about your master. And in this case, it's not slavery or it doesn't look like, um, you know, a taskmaster, so, so to speak, and in in the in the land of what has been servants and, and slaves our master died for us on a cross so who who better than to to get in line and serve than one who actually served you so for me it was that word stood out especially as i'm studying ephesians and just different of paul's letters i don't know in the new testament if you've ever read like Ephesians, Philippians, and even in Colossians, he, he says a lot. Paul will say a lot. I, Paul, a servant of the Lord, of Christ, of Jesus Christ. And that that stood out to me. I, I believe that the Holy Spirit just allowed me to really grab hold of that. How well am I being a servant? Or am I asking God to serve me? Am I asking God for my desires? Or God, how dare you not do this for me? Why is this not working? God, you're not trustworthy. God, you got that wrong. You're not a good God. And, or or maybe not even that harsh. Maybe it's just, I'm over here busying with my life and God's over there. So there's no, there's no direct master-servant relationship with me and the Lord. And how about for our husbands? Our husbands are, should be first servants of Christ. And that and that will predict how well they love us as Jesus loved the church. 
And um, yeah, I it again, and it checked my own heart for how well I am serving as to the Lord, as Galatians 5, 22 says to wives is, you know, I, I want to build my honor of my husband around how well he is serving me or how, how, how happy I am with him on this particular day. Did he do what I asked him to do? How dare him? I, you know, how well is my ass to the Lord service to my husband? So it's not even an issue necessarily with my husband. I mean, maybe my husband, my husband does have a whole bunch of issues. I mean, clearly that that's, that's possible in some of the, some of the marriages and, and they're flawed and fallen just like us. But maybe my ask to the Lord's servanthood is because I don't first serve the Lord. I don't first see the value in me getting that right. So my, my vertical with the Lord is so jacked up that the horizontal isn't even possible. So I just really want to pray for our marriages to be two people vested in their servanthood to the Lord. Jesus, you are everything to us. You are our Lord. You're our Savior. You are our shepherd. You're our friend. You're our counselor. You're our comforter. You're our way maker. You're our healer. You're our provider. God, you're everything to us. And you're also our master. We follow you. We love you. We want to emulate you and how well you served beginning in heaven when you decide to put down your crown, lay it to the side, step away from your throne and give your life for me, for my husband, for everyone. You are the picture of servanthood. Lord, help us to be more like you. We pray for our husbands to serve like you, to love like you. God, may their connectedness in their service not only be something that is revealed to them, but something that you show them and handhold them and teach them how to do. And that their greatness, as you, as Jesus, you said, that the servant is actually great, greater. The reward is coming. We don't have to pine for it. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to steal and snatch for it. But our humility and our service puts us at the level of a reward that will never, never, ever be lost in eternity. Jesus, we pray these things in your name. Amen.